What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV with our weekly drop. Um, big week. We've had the FIBA Under-19 World Cup. Um, we've had the Boomers roster finalised and the groups announced. Um, and the grand final of the NBA is upon us. Um, hey, Ben Hesh, how you doing? Good, man. Good, Ben. Yeah, like you said, big weeks. So keeping a track of everything hoops, so it's yeah. going well. Facts. Tired because of these 3.30 a.m. games. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, my sleep schedule is messed up waking up for these under these games. It, it gets to 1 a.m. and like I'm like, oh, it's only two hours away. I'll just stay up. But then I watch the game till 5.30. Seriously. <laughs> right. and then I end up with three hours sleep. Yeah, legit. Um, so, first things first, the under 19 emus, um, the boys Australian team have played two games. They played Mali on Sunday night at 3 30 a.m. Um, Akolda Gak had 15 points, uh, Dyson Daniels had 14 points, uh, and we beat Mali by 30. Um, overall, great performance from the Australian boys. Very solid game. I did think there was. I did think there was a couple of things we could have tweaked. Um, a couple of players were a little bit. Um, I don't know, not used to their full potential. Um, but then they played Turkey uh, last night, Monday night at twelve thirty a.m. and they were defeated by Turkey sixty four to sixty two, uh, leaving us all speechless. <laughs> Um, Dyson Daniels had 14 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and unfortunately missed a tough game winner. Um, Bawali came off the bench and was a huge spark for us uh, with 15 points. I don't know what happened to Australia. Um, the starting quarter, there was a long period of time until up to the last minute where we had two points, and then Bawali hit five in a row. And then I'm pretty sure, yeah, we had seven points in the first quarter, which is unacceptable. Um, the rebound count was 46 to 28 in Turkey's favour. Um, what are our thoughts on the game, Ash? Let's hear it. Yeah, i got a lot of thoughts on the game, man. I've got a lot of thoughts on the game. Um, yeah, firstly, Mali, that was a pretty comprehensive performance. I thought, yeah, like you said, maybe a couple of tweaks here and there. Uh, I was... I was questioning and this and that but I mean at the end of the day when you win by 30 there's not much you can say or do it's um you just take that but Turkey I I penciled in a blowout man I really did I thought Australia was going to come out I thought the Emu boys would come out high off a win building up to this big game against USA I thought okay we're gonna knock knock over these two teams and then it'll be a fight for that first place in the pool you know what I mean that's what I was anticipating Obviously, it wasn't the case. We went down in a, in a nail-biting loss. Um, the thing that stands out to me from the game is, like you said, the rebounding. I thought we just did not board. Like, guys standing around watching. just didn't look like they were hungry. Turkey just bitched us on that. Like, they just mm. came out going, we're going to hit and rebound. They crushed the offensive glass heavy. Um, and it really took away from, like, our ability to play in transition as well. Because I think that's what we did against Mali really well. We cleaned up the glass pretty well. Even though Mali is super athletes and they just recklessly crashed the boards, I thought our big fellas did a reasonable job. Even our guards rebounded well and we were able to get some easy transition buckets. Obviously, you clean up the glass, it, it translates well to, to scoring early in offense. But we couldn't do that against Turkey. So it became a half-court game. And that first quarter just represented it all. We couldn't put the ball in the hoop, man. Like, just lit on the ring. We didn't shoot well collectively as a unit. 
Um, yeah, just everything looked out of sync a little bit offensively in terms of rhythm and flow. So it was it was tough to watch, man. Not gonna lie. Um, ah, there's a lot to unravel. There's a lot of things to speak about. Um, yeah. I feel like this Australian team we have right now is very, very talented. Very talented enough to beat USA. I watched USA versus Turkey, and I thought they were pretty mediocre. I know USA are obviously the best team and the team to beat, probably in the power rankings, um, and obviously have a lot of five-star recruits. And are probably good individual players, but looking at the game that I watched, I don't know. I don't know. I think we can really give it a good shot. Um, yeah. One thing that's standing out to me um, is Tamri Wigness. I think a lot of people are blowing up over it on social media. Um, I'm sure he can agree. I mean, I can see the frustration on the court. Um, he's struggling a little bit. Um, I don't know what I don't know what's going on, Tamri. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's one of my favorite players. Obviously, I was wearing his jersey while watching both games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, man. Just looks like like, listen, I, yeah. He just looks like he's he's just getting like out muscled yeah, under the was, rim yeah. by the big centers. Yeah. Feels like he's rushing it. It looks like he's um his feet are moving too quick for his body. Um, I don't know. It, it's kind of like a mental thing. Kind of it looks like he's yeah. kind of thinking like that's what I think. I don't know. Like well, it's no shock. Obviously, Tamer is a switched on player, man. Like he's he's bright, so he's not, it doesn't take a genius to figure out he's not playing well. Like that's not. You would not disagree with that, I don't think. Um, but from my standpoint, I'm always, you know me, like the way I analyze the game and look at it, I'm always trying to give players as much kind of leeway as possible. I don't want to jump on something and just be like, oh, look at his stat line. He didn't play well. Like, I'm not trying to even say that right now. I'm watching the games, though, and that's what I do. I, I watch and I see and I analyze and I think about what's going on. And and he, I think you hit something on the nail right there that was – for me, it looks it looks like a mental thing, man. It looks like a, a poise and an IQ thing. Like his obviously first step is lightning. He's tough as nails, like getting on the rim and putting heat on the rim. He can pass the ball. He's shown in patches that he can distribute and he can he can dime and he can pass. Um, but what I'm lacking in seeing, and which is this is where I think the transition really comes. And I when I coach a lot of players that at this level, I think transitioning from like the juniors to like grown men basketball, I think it's like a, a an IQ thing and a decision-making and a poise thing that separates players. Um, and I'm just not seeing that from him. I'm not saying the intent's not there. Um, he's not doing it intentionally, like he's just doing whatever he wants, but I feel like there's an element of just, oh, I'm just going to get to this spot and, and figure out what happens instead of like surveying and looking and seeing how they're covering him and what might be there. Looks like he's going at one speed a lot, just coming downhill and, and trying to get make something happen. And then I think he's, it looks almost looks like when he when he has a turnover or two, or when he when he has a couple of stretches where he's not playing well, it's like he doubles down on it and then just tries to do it again and again. So then mm-hmm. it kind of spirals a little bit and it, and it ends up with like you know inefficient kind of night. Um, but he's got all the tools. We know that. That's what's gone to him to this point. Like he's he's clearly a, a gifted basketball player. It's just like. I want to know what he's thinking, man, and, and how he's approaching it from a mental standpoint. So I think that that probably might be the the crux to the to the whole thing, man. Yeah, um, he's he's last game. He definitely got outplayed by Bawali by a long shot. 
Um, there was a there was a stage where Bawali and Taron Armstrong, who we'll speak about later, um, were on the court. I think it was start start of the fourth or uh, uh, late third, start of the fourth. Um, late late third. Late third, yeah. Bawali and Taron Armstrong were pressing full court. Uh, That's one thing I noticed as well. These teams kind of struggle against the full court pressure. I don't know why. I feel like Mali struggled. Turkey kind of struggled in the full court pressure. But Taron and Bawali moving their feet, hustling these guys in the backcourt. They got a couple stops. Um, it just turned up everything and built momentum for Australia. And uh, I don't know. And then Suns. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, and that's the other thing I want to say. Like, once again, I don't like to just, just hate. And the same way I'm not trying to hate on Tamri. I'm just calling out what I see and what I'm thinking deficiencies might be. I, I think coaching was questionable yesterday, man, in terms of rotations and utilization of, of things and momentum of things. I don't know the this what's I think it's David Perry. I don't know him personally. I haven't had anything to do with him. But um and you know, a lot of the coaching happens behind closed doors. So I'm not gonna step in and say that he's trash or he's a terrible coach. That's not my position to say. But from what I'm seeing out there, it just looks like there were some decisions that were made in terms of lineups. Like you said, like mm. Taron and Bowali had it going on in the third quarter, man. They were clamping. They had like two back-to-back shot clock possessions. Bowali just came off making a step back, making a deep two coming off a ball screen and I felt like they had rhythm going there was energy about them on the court they were like getting hyped off each other I felt like they were they were really playing well Taron got called mm. for that one foul where he picked that guy at half court he would have had a breakaway dunk and yeah. you just sense yeah. the vibe in Turkey were getting a little bit like oh you could sense it you know you just feel the vibe of a game as it's yeah. happening and I felt it was there and I was like here we go we'll win this game we'll blow it out to 10 12 and then Turkey's yeah. just gonna crumble and I, I feel like the 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 starters came back on and then they lost that little bit of momentum and then it stayed into this kind of wrestle right to the end. And then it's a single possession game and then anything can happen, you know? Yeah. Like, like we were saying, I feel, I feel like the coaching's it's looking a little bit like he's experimenting with it still, which, which was sort of for the warm ups, the warm up games. You know what I mean? It sort of feels like he's running different lineups and testing different things. And like, he's not running players based on their play style with the right lineups that's just the feeling i'm getting maybe i'm wrong but that's i don't know the coaching's very questionable um the subs are very questionable the playing time is very like you said um taron armstrong you feel like it's not being used to his <laughs> being played. Oh, man, this guy is so crafty man i think he's one of the craftiest guys on the team yeah and uh, olgan olgan uh i can't say his surname but um, he's the, he's the the go to guru for basketball news. Yeah, in Australia. everyone knows Albert. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows him. So he um he was talking about how Bowali Bales needs to start. Um, saying that he's the only other kind of guard that can get in the paint and collapse defenses apart from Dyson. And I'm like, is anyone watching Taron play? This guy's doing damage, man. When he's out there, like he's facilitating. He's getting touches in the paint. He's six long, lanky. Was he six four? Maybe. Yeah. Playing the one, like I really like. Him and Bowali playing together, and then having Dyson in there, and that, 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 that was on the small forward position. I think that's our best kind of backcourt. And then Galloway, when he's on, he stretches the floor, and then we can go small with AK in the middle. I think that's our best lineup. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen that. Um, and, and like I said, I, I don't want to. When I coach, man, I, I would, and I'm making decisions and I'm doing things, and someone tells me like, "Oh, your lineup's <laughs> this," that like I, I'm the first person to be like, "Man, you don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know what I'm doing." So I don't want to be that guy that's critiquing a coach without knowing all the information. Yeah, but at sure. the same time, I'm I'm gonna critique the coach based on what I see. Like that's just what I'm doing. So 
I don't know. I think guys are being underutilized, and that's a bit concerning because we've got some bucket getters, man, and they're gonna. That needs to change if, if we have a chance against USA. I think the last play was a bit questionable as well. And what happened was, I think it was it was about 16 seconds left, and they were down two, I believe. Boali was coming up the court. I think they were gonna run like a drag screen for him to get downhill, and then they fouled him. And yeah, then that's right. They inbounded again, and then they got fouled again. So there was like three, two seconds left now. Yeah, and then they checked right in. They fouled on the ground and they they made it. They narrowed the amount of time we had to try and get a bucket. Then they checked Brain and the okay, ball ended up. I thought there was a timeout. Yeah, no, um, no timeout. There. I think he was out of timeouts. Yeah, so the play it kind of looked like everyone was a bit clueless, obviously because there was no timeout. But yeah. Rain Rain sprinted to the other corner and then Dyson got it. Kind of two people popped up, not knowing kind of what to do. Dyson had it. I don't know. Yeah, what Another, he did, it was it was tough, man. You can't really. My, my whole thing is like it shouldn't end up in a situation where no, you got you're down two with two seconds left with no timeouts. Uh, man, it's like come on, like this. I just felt like we we had moments in that game where we could have stepped on that throat and we didn't. And yeah. I feel a lot of that is like maybe potentially lineups, potentially reading like momentum in a game and all that type of stuff. That to me it was just like we, we cost ourselves a little bit there, man. I'm keen to see how we go against USA. So for people who yeah, don't know. So where to now? Yeah. Yeah. For people who don't know, we've got to beat we've got to beat USA pretty much. Um, USA beat Mali by forty eight today, and they beat Turkey by twenty nine, who we just lost to by two. So it's going to be tough. We've got to beat USA, and if we lose to USA, I think Mali have to beat Turkey, which is doubtful. I think. Yep. I think I think if Mali beat Turkey, I think we're we're cool. Yeah, because, I think so. because Turkey have got a 30 point loss. Mali have got two like 30, 40 point yeah. losses. And we, we we surely won't lose by like 40 to the US. I can't no, imagine. Right. Points for against will be better. So yeah. we'll get through on that, I think. But if Turkey beat Mali, which I I would assume is gonna happen, like they look better than Mali do for for now anyway, um, then we're gonna have to beat them, man. And yeah. I mean, it's um, to be the best, you got to beat the best. I get it, like you know, but you shouldn't have to beat them this early in the tournament. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Making it tough now, so let's see what happens, man. I've been watching them too, though. I've been watching USA. I watched a few of their games. I just put together a bit of a scout for 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 Wally when I was just talking to him about it and about how they defend certain actions. And you know, they're long, they're athletic, they they're good. So I think it's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the standouts, just quickly, I think Jalen Galloway has been huge. We mentioned it when we were naming our lineups. We were not sure about Galloway. We both haven't seen him play much. But there's yeah. been two quarters now in both games. I think first game, third quarter, he had 11. And then yeah. second quarter against Turkey, he had 11. So he's coming on and dropping points in spurts. He's shooting well from deep. Um, he's not a bad defender. I'm liking Jalen Galloway. He's been a big surprise. Um, I'm liking him too, man. Yeah. A, a disappointment yeah. for me is probably Blake Jones, only because I'm very high on Blake Jones. Um, yeah. I think he should be our scorer, if not second scorer. Um, I think he has NBA talent, Blake Jones. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about last game too. I, I'm sure he yeah, can admit yeah. it. Like I say this, and I hate criticising players because if someone criticised me, and they were worse than me. It kind of, kind of annoyed me, but 
you know, it's yeah. both our jobs to do it. I mean, we're on the podcast yeah. to discuss things like this, and I'm sure Blake can admit it as well. Like he knows, he knows. Uh, these players, shit. these players know. Like they, they switched on, man. And, and I think everyone has to be open to understanding when they're not playing well, when they're not playing to their potential. And that stems from an expectation that you have because you think he's a he's a bucket, man. Like that's the reality of it. The thought process is that you think he's good. So, and if he's not playing well, it's you question that. Yeah. Uh, I think Blake looks like he's getting dominated physically a little bit. Doesn't look like he's matching mm-hmm. physicality. And I don't think it's it's lack of ability. Like he's he's been in an NBL team for the whole of the year now. He he understands what physicality is about. Like he would have got bullied by by some of these bullets bigs that are running around all all day every day for the the last nine months. So yeah, I'm sure he's used to it. yeah exactly. So yeah. I think it's like he's just got to switch on to it. Like he he just looks a little bit like yeah not playing to his full potential physically. Uh, he doesn't look aggressive trying to get his shot off. Like he's a he's a great pick and pop guy, man. He's got range on his shot. He's Really, really good off the move, catching the ball on short rolls as well. He's good mid mid post player. Like he's got a lot of talent, like you said, to score the ball, and we're just not seeing that. Once again, it's like, is it is it coaching as well? Like, is it is he not being utilized the way he should? Like, there's so many questions there that we don't have yeah. all the answers to. But it definitely looks like something's missing from Blake's game too. Mm, but but like... just to talk about, just sorry to cut you off, but yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. Galloway. He's been he's been good, man. I think he's been really good. Like he's a spark. Like he turns up the big. The, you always, I always know someone's a shooter, man, or someone's a bucket when like they they're not on the court for like eight nine minutes and they just come on and they make their first three shots straight after. Mm. It's like oh, right. this guy's just born with that. Rain's like that a little bit too. I can just step on and just start launching yeah. and lighting up. So he's been good. Yeah. Um, just talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to criticize these guys because they've only played two games. And the, I feel like the FIBA games go really quick. I don't know. It could just be me. But it's hard to criticize yeah. people out, out of, what, 70, 80 minutes of basketball. So. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's that's what that's all you get. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what you get, man. Like, that's unfortunately, like, so, exactly. That's all that's what it takes. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Blake, he's been playing with Harry Froling, like, bumping him out the paint for nine months. I feel like he's yeah. he, he knows he's not – he hasn't got the muscle or the weight. But he uses it to his advantage. I mean, that's why he's a stretch four. Yeah. Um, he uses the float eyes, quick in transition. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, Tamri and Blake light it up next game. I'm hoping. Yeah. See, it will be. See and like, yeah, I I don't know what's gonna happen, man. Like, I, personally, I think this is trying to take the bias out of it. I think I think Boali's been our best player. Yeah. Like he, he's obviously I work with him closely, and I and I. I, I do, yeah. I mean, it's corner, but like, I'm not even taking that out of account. Like, just looking at it objectively, like he's been playing really well, man. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of carrying on the offensive side in terms of that guard play. Like, he's doing a really good job, I think. So, I think he needs to be utilized a bit more, and I think Taron definitely needs to be utilized a bit more as well. I think he's someone that's underrated uh, in this whole class and this whole kind of system where we're talking about BA players and COE players and NBA academy players. He's just kind of slept on. He always makes teams, and he's always there or thereabouts. He's never like on the forefront, but it's like now I'm seeing him up close for the first time. I'm I'm impressed. I, I'm high on Taron's game. Um, yeah. So that's for me. These are the things that need to happen. Yeah. I think Boyle needs to play more. Yeah. I think Tamron needs to be like obviously up his decision making mm-hmm. and just make sure he doesn't turn the ball over when he's when he's out there because you're gonna have the ball a lot in his hands like when he's out there and that's as he should. But he's just got to be better with that. I think Blake has to get a bit more aggressive trying to score the ball. 
And I think Tyron and, and Buwali need to play together more from a defensive standpoint. I think that's our best defensive backcourt. Okay. Um, and AK, yak, yak. Blake need to dominate the glass. They cannot come out like pussies against the USA or we will get thumped. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. I agree. Bolding, bolding, bolding did too. Yeah, yeah, bold too. Yeah. yeah, get on the glass, man. Anyone that we, anyone that we haven't mentioned, just because I don't want to leave anyone out. Who haven't we spoken about this? this um, David Aquera, Lay. David Aquera, yeah, he's been played too much. I haven't seen too much of him. You know, I've heard he's really good, but yeah. he hasn't played much. And then um, Lay as well. Lay hasn't played too much either. Yeah, Rain. Oh yeah, Rain. Oh, Rain's another one, man. Sneaky, like he's he's good for for thirty any given night if he just goes yeah. whack, 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 whack. That's one uh, thing about this team. Like, if rain comes on and lights up, and everyone yeah. else does their part, we could beat we could yeah. beat USA by 10, 15 points. Like, uh, yeah, we've got to play well. We've got to play well to beat USA. I think, mm. yeah. and we have the potential to do so. It's just a matter of will we. It's, it, it it comes down to coaching. I think coaching's a big thing. Let's see how let's see how he runs it. Let's see what, who he starts. Let's see who he brings on. Let's see if Taron gets minutes. Let's All see. Um, yeah. All right. On to our next topic. Um, the Australian Boomers final roster, the Olympic roster has been announced. Um, Mitch Creek cut from the 16-man roster. And then Giddy, Xavier Cooks and Brock Modem have been named to the reserves. And the final 12 um, has been announced. What are our thoughts on the roster? Any surprises to anyone being cut? Okay, so surprises, I'm going to talk about what I thought would happen based on, not based on what I think should happen, based on like how I think these guys pick their teams and and all that type of stuff. And I thought Mitch Crick was a showing. Yeah. Vet, I thought he's been around like a long time, been around Australian team a long time, boomers a long time, had a sold NBL season. And now is probably his last chance to play in the Olympics. In fact, definitely probably will be his last, it will be his last chance. So I thought he was a showing. Um, so that surprised me a lot. Did I think he was going I think he should be in the team? I don't know. He's on the fence for me. I'm not too sure. But I thought he was definitely gonna get picked. He didn't. I'm very surprised that Sobi got in the 12. Mm-hmm. So once again, not because that I don't think he's gonna I I'm I think Sobi's MVP NBL. I think he's there. He's in the top 12 players in the country that represent Australia, without doubt. Like, he should be there. But I didn't think he was going to make it. I'm surprised Giddy didn't get into the 12 mm-hmm. as a non-reserve. And these are all these things based on what my what I anticipated would happen, not what I what I would do if I was picking the team. But, yeah, yeah I thought he would definitely be there. And I thought Cooks would definitely be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then add other guys that did make it, uh, I, I thought... Goulding might miss out. Really? Yeah, I did, man. I thought Goulding might miss out, man. I thought Duop Wraith might miss out too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people talk about Nick K missing out. Um, but you so didn't I think that. Of, maybe he would make it, but I was, I'm was i high on Nick K. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's the guy for me. So, yeah, a few little shock surprises here and there. Um, but uh, I like the team they've gone with, to be honest. Like it's, it's more aligned to, to what I would have probably picked, to be, to be fair. Yeah. Um, if you take out, yeah, like I, I don't know, I was just I was just thinking about it, like just looking at the team. But then I was like, just having Ben Simmons' name there. I know we've spoken about it, so I don't want to talk about it again. But yeah. 
And Simmons name there, I'd be like, oof, here we yeah. go, like go middle, you know what I mean? But, it's gonna be yeah. interesting. What are your thoughts um, on the team? Um, no surprises. I thought I did think Cooks would make it, but it makes sense now he's coming off injury. Um, I I didn't think Brock Modem would make it. Um, you said Brock Modem's a, a bit of a dog though, so he's got rebounds like a yeah. maniac. Yeah, he's he was really efficient in Europe. I, I looked up some numbers. Um yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm a bit surprised Serbi made it. I didn't think he'd make it because he was a late fill-in. Um, he was a late addition, and to see him added is is good. Um, Josh Giddy not making it. I did think he was going to make it after Brokoff and Humphreys pulled out. I really thought yeah. they were going to put him in the roster, but obviously it's a good experience for him to be a replacement player. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean there might be an injury and he might fill in. He might get some minutes. But like I said in the last episode, I said he'll be lucky to get minutes at 18 18 years old to play at the Olympics. Um, But, yeah, his time will come. We all know that. So that's probably the reason why he probably didn't make it. They're probably giving a chance to Chris Golding or um, Nick Kay. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, yeah, I I think based on the team we have, man, the 12 we have, we're a medal chance again. This is the best team that I've ever seen Australia put together, even without Simmons. I think it's... It's the best best lineup we've had, the most most versatility we've had, the best guard play we're gonna have in terms of Paddy Mills, um, Dante Exxon, Josh Green, Delhi, the vet, Joe Ingles, Nathan Sobey. Like these guys are all crafty and veteran like in their own way. I think defensively with Dybul and Exxon and Landale, like Nick Kay, we've got bigs that can switch, we've got guards that can guard the post. We got man, like there's a lot of potential here that I'm excited about. So I'm I'm really, really big on them. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm keen. We're going to go deep, man. Um, the Boomers' pool is Pool D. Um, they, there was a couple qualifying games to make our pool and a couple upsets. So apparently Australia's pool is looking pretty, I'm not going to say easy, but it's looking pretty favourable for Australia to win. We've got yeah. Germany, Italy and Nigeria. Yeah. I mean, um, not bad. I can't see anybody beating Australia, man. Like, no, I don't see either. I just don't see it happening. Do, um, do, does any of them have any NBA players? I think Italy has Nico Mannion. I'm yeah, not sure Nico about Mannion the others. Playing. I think Schroeder, Schroeder might be playing for Germany. Maybe. I haven't seen any highlights of him, so maybe not. Nigeria. They're going to have Timberwolves guard Josh Akogi. Yep. Precious Achua from Miami. Yep. And Monte, Monte Morris was invited to the training camp. But he said um, no. He was Nigerian. There you go. Damn. Uh, final roster to be announced end of July, though. Yeah, okay. Guys there. I think uh, Italy, yeah. Nico Mannion led Italy and they, they beat um, Nico Melli as well. Oh, uh, yeah. He's an Yeah. He is. He, he plays for uh, Mavericks, I think. Yeah. Oh, Mo Wagner for Germany, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a, a big standout of NBA players. When you look at Australia, and it's like Paddy Mills, Joe Ingles, Aaron Baines, Joe yeah. Vendover, Exum, Josh Green. Like, like <laughs> apart from Can- apart from Canada, I think we've got the next most Olympic uh, NBA players in the Olympic team. Yeah. And Canada, I mean, Canada got knocked out. You see yeah. that? The Czech Republic. Exactly. Oh, uh, did Canada lose to Shet? Oh, they did. They did. Sadaransky. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Sadaransky hit that, that game winner. Bank shot, That's man. Right. So Canada are out, dude. Facts. That's so, interesting. 
That's very interesting, man. Like, uh, Canada had a stacked team, dude. They would look so good. S- Slovenia have Luka Doncic. <laughs> yeah, he's been killing, bro. Dude, anybody gets a double in a FIBA game is yeah. off the chops, man. Like, he, he's cracked. That's crazy, man. He had 31 point triple double, too. It wasn't a light triple double. Yeah. Like, he went crazy. Oh, it's crazy. He's just toying with these people now. <laughs> Another thing we need to talk about is our NBA grand final, the Milwaukee Bucks. Defeated the Hawks in six, couple injuries. Giannis went down in game four, I think. And then yeah. Trey Young went down in game four as well. Is that right or game five? Uh, Trey Young went down in game three and he missed four and five. Okay. They yeah. both went down in game three, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might be right. Yeah, they and both an, went down in game uh, three. There was a game where Hawks beat Bucks and then Giannis went down. Giannis went down in game four. Yeah, with no okay. try. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. And right. then Hawks won by 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the Suns took down the Clippers in six. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Six? Yeah. Six. Yeah. Um, what are our predictions? Who's who's winning? Who's taking out the chip? I think it heavily depends on what Giannis does. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I haven't read anything yeah. today about it, so I'm not too sure whether he's going to play or what the situation is going to be. If he plays, I think it's I'm right on the fence. I'm like, I have no idea. It could go either way, depending on how he plays. If he doesn't play, I think Suns wax him. Maybe not a sweep, but like five, six, maybe six. But I think I think the Suns are, are so tough, just with their with. The way they score the ball, man. Like these guys are unguardable with Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiden. I think that's a huge three that have been popping off. And Chris Paul hasn't got it going on. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, Drew Holiday. Yeah, man. Listen, Drew Holiday is the best perimeter defender in the NBA. I think he's well documented amongst players. His peers have rated him the best defender in the NBA for for a while now. But I don't care how good a defender you are. It's, it is hard to play pick and roll defense with Chris Paul, man. Like, you, exactly. it's no longer about your physical attributes. It's about your thought processes. And all he does is just go, oh, well, this is the right play. I'm just going to make one. Oh, well, I've got space here. I'm going to shoot this one. Oh, he's open in the corner. I'm going to hit it. Like, it's just, he's, he's making it look easy, you know? Yeah. So I think the Suns are, Suns are favorite for me. If Giannis plays, Milwaukee have half a chance, I think. I'm going to disagree. I'm gonna go Bucks. Okay. I'm gonna go Bucks. I think Giannis. One thing I'm gonna say about Giannis's injury, it looked like a season-ending injury, and the fact that he's back, ready to go, astounds me. If you saw that Wait, injury, is he? I saw it. Is he playing game one? Ruled in. Well, he was questionable for the last game, so I'm presuming he's good to go for this game. Yeah, no, but it's, it's not. Fun. It's not certain. Yeah. So he definitely looked bad. It looked so bad. So for him to be playing, um, yeah. This is the thing about the Suns. I do rate the Suns. Obviously, great leadership. They're very hot right now. Chris Paul leadership. DeAndre Ayton's playing out of his skin, in my opinion. Just tip-ins, all that other stuff, rebounding, doing his role. And obviously, Devin Booker can light up. Um, the one thing I like about the Suns is their wings. they got Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, and Cal Bridges. Very good at defense, very hard to stop, especially when your best player kind of is a wing, Giannis. So, and Middleton. So, uh, it's going to be tough for the Bucs, but I think they can do it. I rate their defense a lot. Um, yeah. 
I think PJ Tucker's gonna do his do his thing, get under people's skin. Him and CP3 are gonna butt heads a bit. Um, but the thing about the Suns is, I hate to knock their playoff run, but they beat Lakers with no AD, and LeBron yeah. was a bit iffy. Then they swept the Nuggets with no Jamal Murray, and I know Jamal Murray's not that. He is a massive deal, obviously. If you watched the Jazz Nuggets series last year, he was dropping 40 bombs every game against Donovan Mitchell. Those two were going at it, and then they ended up beating the Jazz in the last game. So Jamal Murray is a huge impact. I'm not saying four games impact, but it's definitely like a series changer. And then they beat um, Clippers with no Kawhi. So mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Like that. If, if Giannis I mean, is out, they could be blessed to a pretty easy path to the championship, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't know. I think if I think if Giannis is good, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bucks in in five. That's a big call. I'm gonna go Bucks in five or six. And yeah. then if if Giannis well, like, is out, I'm gonna say Suns in. If Giannis is out, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm only still my prediction yes. is healthy. Even if Giannis is in, it's like, how healthy is he going to be? Like, we saw Trey Young come back early, clearly, and he was not the player that he was the prior games in the playoffs. Yeah. Just not explosive, just couldn't get his shot off. You see his tentative to shoot it, didn't have lift on it. So even if Giannis plays, it's like, all right, like, is it going to be one of those situations where it's better that, like, I'm, I'm a big believer in this when I coach and when I look at things on a generic level, obviously it needs to be assessed, but I'd rather rest a player that's going to be half-assed even if they're elite yeah i think it just takes away too much and then like it's it's awkward it's like oh do we get him going like you could see the usage rate was so high for for trey young even in that game six yeah had the ball so much but it just wasn't productive at all and lou williams just came off carrying mm-hmm. and he played like 12 minutes or something and it's like man if lou williams played 30 minutes that game and and trey young sits and rests like I'm not saying they would have won, but I'm saying like it's just more clarity for the team. You know, they they know like all right, this is what we went to last game. We won. We're gonna do it again. But now it's like Trey Young's back and he's hurt, and then it's like oh, we get in the ball, and then he's not making plays, and it's like just puts everything in uncertainty. Yeah. So it's like it's almost more detrimental if your superstar plays and they're injured because it's you just don't have clarity with what to do with it. So uh, it's a bit dangerous, I think, for Giannis to come back early. Um, yeah. So it's also it's one thing for him to come back, but it's like how effective is he gonna be when he comes back? So that's why I'm going with the Suns, man. I think they've just they've just been fortunate with no injuries. Like you said, their wings are defending the hell out of the ball. So I think they're going to be tough to beat. But if Giannis goes ham and he comes back healthy and looks good, they have a chance. But I'm still going to stick with the Suns. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Vox if Giannis is healthy. If not, uh, my predictions are erased. There's no predictions erased. from this end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Listen, uh, hey, but this is all, 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 all of my predictions are always with the the little asterisks to say that nobody in their right mind can pick NBA games, and I challenge anybody that says they can. This yeah. thing is a coin toss. So tough, bro. It's crazy. If you, if you told me Suns swept Nuggets, I'd say hell no. You know what I mean? Nuggets yeah, are so crazy. solid. It's just like oh. anyway. Yeah, it's wild. Um, we're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you guys for joining us again. Um, by the time we catch up next week. Hopefully we have taken down USA. Um, the under 19 boys have taken down US and then we will come on and discuss it. Um, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you guys for the continued support. Um, 
We have a few giveaways going on at the moment. We have a Josh Giddy one, which hopefully goes back up. We had a few problems with that, uh, with the NBL. Um, but hopefully that goes back up. Um, we had about 400 people comment on that, which was awesome. Um, and yeah, we appreciate it. We'll and, catch you guys next week. Oh, yeah. The other thing, sorry to, to mess yeah, you the go. conclusion up, but yeah, we tried to, I know you guys would have seen a story where, where Reese posted about um, commentating and streaming in games, but we've, we had some issues with that with copyright with YouTube and FIBA as well. So yeah. um, hopefully we can figure something out. Would have been good. Like, would yeah. have been good to commentate. I was, I was keen for that, but like a thousand people saying they were they were keen, right? Yeah, legit. Like one point three k people saying, "Yeah, keen to watch." But um, well, let's try. And, well, let's let's aim to try and get a sort of for the Olympics. So that's yeah, what we facts, do. facts. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah. FIBA let us stream it. But yeah, we should be alright. Anyway, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you guys for joining us.